This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts Starts now. Welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me for another episode of Spoiling Star Wars, Book of Boba Fett edition. Today we're talking Chapter 4, The Gathering Storm. Eric, how is your storm gathering? Uh, the storm's gathering quite nicely here. They're actually, um, it's, you know, we did have actually have a pretty big storm this week here in the West Virginia regions, and I believe you also probably had in Ohio. So maybe that's, they were just predicting right. Snowmageddon early. That's they just produced perhaps. that. Well, early enough, knowing that when they drop this, we might all be snowed in. They're um, they're good like that. That they, is the gathering a service they provide. <laughs> Disney Plus weather service via. That's right. Who knew? Know, really native advertising through through titles. So they're really yeah. next level. It's Web 3.0, maybe even 4.0. So. <laughs> exactly. What's your so thoughts? Eric, what was your thoughts well, on the episode here? I'm gonna I'm gonna come in hot. Uh, Come in hot, please. Not, not, not necessarily. Well, I mean, it's it's episode related, but it's also just going to leap straight into the segment. I'm unfortunately calling. Todd is going to bitch about the fandom. Okay. Yes. Well, that's fine. So in this episode, Bofet is is heading off to get his his ship back from Jabba's. Sure. Which, yeah, absolutely. Who, who knew it was parked inside of Jabba's? And I've got some some auxiliary questions around that. Okay. But in you know he mentions to to Fennec, hey, I need to go get my fire spray out of there, which is perfectly legit and 100% accurate. And of course, it has reignited the the whole nonsense conversation of why can't they just call it Slave One and uh, what I'm what I'm gonna call at least a five on the man baby scale. Okay, of yeah. people losing their minds over this. And I guess here's the hot take. It doesn't freaking matter. No, it's his it ship. Him him referring to it as a fire spray is the same as me saying, you know what? I gotta go, you know, I left my my car at my sister's. I gotta go pick up my Elantra. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's perfectly descriptive. It's uh, exactly accurate. And frankly, telling someone who's not familiar with it, I got to go pick up my fire spray. Someone familiar with ships knows what that looks like. Okay, that's the one that looks like a freaking, you know, steam iron. <laughs> right, great. Okay. That's what we're going for. <laughs> if, he's, if he looks there and says, I got to go pick up Slave 1, if they were not plausible, her next question is going to be, okay, what kind of ship is it? Much in the same way that if you say, oh, I'm going to go pick up uh, Captain Phasma. Yeah. People are going to look at you weird. But if you say, I don't remember what kind of car it I don't was. either. It's a, that was a, Dodge, like, it's a van. <laughs> what, like, you know, whatever. If you say, I'm going to go pick up my Dodge van, they're going to know to look for a Dodge van. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's right. there's no reason for all of the ridiculous nonsense that everyone loses their mind about it. And it just upsets me. Because. Uh, well. <laughs> just because. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes sense. I didn't know that it was. I didn't even re- hear that, to be quite honest. I was actually looking to hear if they called it anything but since i'm not so much into the uh ship makes and models you know i'm not a car guy or a ship guy so that right, translates right. <laughs> that translates in a, a long time ago 
in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Eric, in all those aspects, does, does not care about vehicles whatsoever. Uh, so I didn't even know that they called it by something else. I was like, I wonder if he's going to call it. And I knew that there was going to be some chatter. Luckily, you and I, so maybe, maybe you are like really dove in, or at least the algorithm knows you're more Star Wars. Because I didn't hear any from the the nerd community I had. So you just might have, like, the algorithm might just be feeding you a bunch of whiny babies that well and that and that may be i went on twitter i follow the star wars topic sure. so i Which I'm is... automatically fed a bunch of star wars stuff and and the yeah. fact that some of that crept in just makes me think that there's enough of that chatter that it's hitting sure. you know the what five tweets that hit the top of yeah. the star wars topic and it's just so what come on, the, people what's the Get issue they they're they're mad that so, they're not calling the ship what it was called but right. in a sense that that ship being called that the majority of people probably watching Book of Boba Fett that are new to the series or like spun off from Mandalorian, they don't know what the hell the ship was called. Nobody, I mean, well, like, here's the unless thing, you're a super I nerd. I don't think they ever refer to it as Slave One in any of the films. I could no. be wrong. I, it, I, you know, I, it, it's one of those things I didn't really think about until everyone started, you know, having hissy fits about it. Yeah. But I don't know that it's ever called that. So unless you you know, read the comics or the books or, or deep into the, the archives, of the canon, you wouldn't even know the difference. Sure. And it all started because, you know, they, they released a Lego set and yeah. rather than call it slave one, they call it Boba Fett's spaceship, which guess what? Uh -huh. It is Boba Fett's spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, true. And, and people are yelling, Oh, why are you, you getting all woke on me and stuff? It's like, listen, if there's, if there's somebody who's upset or offended or somehow upset by this ship is called the slave. Like slave is a very loaded word. Sure. And if you don't, if you don't need to use it, you know, maybe you don't. And also mm -hmm. you're marketing toys to children. Again, yeah. you probably don't know that that's the name of the ship. They know it as that's Boba Fett's ship and yeah. they want Boba Fett's ship. Like they don't care. Well, this is you a know? simple SEO thing, Todd, really. When it comes down <laughs> right. to it. It's just simple SEO. I mean, people are typing in Boba Fett ship. Uh, they're not typing in Slave One. And if you typed in Slave One into Google, you're going to get a wide variety of non-Star Wars topics. You type <laughs> right. in Boba Fett ships, the top 10 results will probably be Star Wars related. So let's oh, just yeah. say the SEO guys got into the ear of Filoni and, and Favreau and everybody else uh, associated. So party, good job, SEOs. We're finally winning the big <laughs> battle. That is why we're now where we're at. And uh, if you want to blame anyone, blame the data nerds. So, yeah, that uh, right. definite five it might even be higher depending on the volume. <laughs> but I, since I didn't hear it, I feel like a five on the, the man baby scale is probably accurate. Yeah. That's fair. So, that's fair. All right. So what, so what did you actually rant, think of rant the aside? Yeah, yes. let's 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 go to the episode. So no, I, I appreciate the rant. It, it was necessary. It, it brings up lots of things that happened in Star Wars. So so, yeah, the the episode itself did deal with uh, what now? What are we calling the ship? Is Are we calling it Boba Fett ship or are we going with the uh, accurate name? I need to know. <laughs> I'm happy to call it Boba Fett ship. OK, like that, good. Like that works like that's just precedence is set. Perfect. All like, right, there's so, no reason for me to bust out the word slave if I don't need to. And again, Abby has not watched Star Wars until The Mandalorian, and she's watching The Book of Boba Fett with me. If I looked at her and said, hey, so what do you think of the slave one? She's going to look at me like I'm crazy. I don't know who's listening to us. I mean, I assume that you've seen Book of Boba Fett as we're spoiling the hell out of it. But yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you're not aware of that. Sure. Like, I'm just good with Boba Fett's ship. 
Yeah. We'll, so we'll so was that the the premise of this episode was pretty much getting Boba Fett's ship, but it also shows us the relationship with Fennec. And oh yeah. Really dives into the crazy world of uh, droid making. I what what is this? What what is this? Has this been it, referenced it, before, Todd? Do you know of this? I mean, it's this, it's it's body modification. It's 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 getting cybernetics. I mean, the 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 hipster gang we saw last episode was all, was all about, about it. That's yeah. not, that nonsense. Um, I mean, when you're if you look canonically at Star Wars, there aren't a mm-hmm. whole lot of people with cybernetics. You've got the Skywalkers. Sure. You've got you've got Lobot in hanging yeah. out in Cloud City. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know there might be a few others that I'm I'm overlooking. Like in the comics, there's a there's a former Imperial turned bounty hunter called Valance who's all cyborg. Okay. okay. For the most part, like the general consensus in universe of cybernetics is that you know you lost a limb, you get a replacement. Okay, great. It's not something most people opt for. Sure. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like in in our world. Most people, if you, you you get a cut and you have a scar, eh, you got a scar. You deal with it. You know what I mean. But if you find you know folks who go out of their way to do you know intentional scarring, you know, sure. kind of like people do tattoos. Like yeah. that's their jam. But there are a lot of people in this world that kind of look down on that frown on that or not just into that i guess sure and i kind of well, put I think this that's whole what cybernetic thing into the same thing it's like oh your teen daughter got her nose pierced and now she thinks she's all you know hardcore yeah. these guys replace an arm <laughs> as the equivalent sort of a thing yeah it was it, it was essentially creating um you know i looked at i mean they mirrored it as like a tattoo parlor or a, yeah. Know, a shop yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of how they were going and the oh, way yeah. they depicted the people are kind of like all right these would be in our universe really tatted up you know uh like you said they're they're showing with different hair colors and stuff it would just be that the generation of like from the 60s 70s 80s or whatever would be punk and whatever you call oh, yeah. it now right yeah. which is which is great because it makes it easy for us to understand that this is what it's all about but um, it was pretty interesting to actually see it used from a medical standpoint. Uh, oh, to, yeah. You know, and it also explained a lot from the Mandalorian how Fennec was, you know, alive. Um, and they didn't really touch on that at all, and they don't show it. Um, I don't think at all in the Mandalorian. I don't believe we knew that she. Oh died. no, she. One minute she's dead on the ground, and there mm-hmm. there are footsteps that approach her, and everyone thinks, oh my goodness, that's probably Boba Fett. And the next thing you know, she actually shows up with a bunch of, you know. Yeah, metal in her guts, and oh my god, it was Boba Fett, which is one of the things I liked. Like this episode kind of brings that around full circle. Oh. oh yeah, and also is a bit telling because you do the flashbacks, and you know, okay, he got out of the he got out of the Sarlacc, and then he mm-hmm. got you know captured slash rescued, depending on your perspective, by the the Tuscans, and spent a bunch of time with them, and did a bunch of stuff. Well, based on the general timeline. If the Mandalorian took place five years after the Battle of Endor, i.e. five years after Boba Fett went into the Scarlack, then that means by the time he's caught up to Fennec, it's been about five years. It gives you a little glimpse into just how long he was with the Tuscans. Well, that's I I don't feel like we've really gotten a good a good a good uh, sense of that until now. It's like, oh, he was with them. It wasn't like a couple of months. He's he was with them for years. Exactly. Which definitely explains the kind of bonds that were built there and so forth. Yeah, because my thought was, all right, so there there's either going to be a timeline issue or that is the explanation. 
right? Because if not, I'm thinking, all right, I knew that this was five years after this and so forth. And yeah, you're right. Uh, to me, he had to be with them for a long time. And or once they were all perished, he was on his own for a long time. You know? I mean, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, five years has passed. So he was basically living as a nomad with the sand people or by himself, venging, you know, figuring out his revenge. I feel like he would have been with the sand people longer, you know. Yeah. I get the vibe. Master. Con- yeah. I get the vibe from his conversation with Fennec by the fireside where he's like, you know, I was lived with the Tuscans and they just got wiped out that that was sort of recent events. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's been floating solo for a for a very long time. I think he, he would have left the planet. I, you know, he could have left the planet, figure something out, but I know he really wanted his, you know, his, his ship. So, so I thought for some reason, this, this episode seemed really long to me. And yeah. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. It just seemed like it was longer. I thought it was going to end at any moment. It had a lot going on in it. It, it yeah. had, you know, you start off with him finding Fennec and getting her fixed. Yeah. And then there's the whole mission to get the ship. Yeah. And they do that. And then they go to the Scarlack and do that bit. Yeah. And then they flash, you know, and then they stop flashbacking and go go forward. And you've got the whole sequence with Kersantan. And then you've got the whole meeting of all the, the, the bosses. Like, there was a lot happening in this episode. And none of it seemed like it was, you know, abbreviated or super quick hits. Like, they all seemed fully fleshed out scenes. Yeah, and so and it, seen, it seems like it was a really long episode, but I think it was like standard runtime. They just yeah, did a really is, good job of getting a whole bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, it, but it didn't seem forced and it didn't seem quick. Yeah. It almost felt like there were like they could have probably turned it into two episodes and we would have been, you know, OK, because there was enough that happened. I oh, mean, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, to me, there was a there was an arm ripped directly from a socket. And, <laughs> and I mean, I, and, you know, the entire I was so tense. I was almost on the edge of my seat the entire time because he held up that tran- Trandoshan. How about that? Right. Um, right. Up for a very <laughs> long time. And I'm like, is he? Is he? And they almost talked it down. And I was I like, if this was a football game, that was a touchdown. And I threw my popcorn and beer all over the couch because I was oh, yeah. so excited when that arm hit the ground. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. that's well, all I wanted to see. I mean, it's, <laughs> been, it's, I to see. it's been, you know, what? 40 years we've been waiting. We, we've been hearing about Wookiees ripping arms off. We finally got to see one, Eric. Yeah, it was it was great. It was fantastic in every which way. Um, and, you know, they kind of deserved it. They were, well, no, I guess, I don't know. They He hit him with the beer bottle. I don't know if he deserved it. He did kind of just start go roughing him up for, you know, just because um, he hates their species, I guess. Well, uh, and that's no and reason. That's, that Yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't condone racism. And that, but that yeah. and that is 100 percent what that was. The the Wookies and the Trandoshans have long running enmity. I mean, the Trandoshans do hunt the Wookies for sport, so I can see maybe you not being okay with that. But that is absolutely why he's just sitting there having a drink, and they're just sitting there doing their thing. He's like, you know what? Fuck these Trandoshans, and just start yeah. cracking shit. Like, you know, I'm surprised that they all survived as well as they did. Like, given that he just came out of nowhere and started wailing on people, like, he could have just gone immediately into arm-ripping mode and didn't. Sure. But, sure. you know. Well, uh, well, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, most people probably didn't realize that um, that there was a history. I only yeah. know the history from you in conversations. Right. So right. I don't think anybody would else would take it as that this is a 
species hating another species. Yeah, pretty much (laughs) what it was, to be quite honest. It was more of he's pissed off and he's an angry Wookiee that is sitting back and just mad because he didn't get his bounty or, and he does, or what have you, you know? Right. And he's right. just happy that they were having a good time winning money. And, and, and that's how that, you know, most probably people took it. Now, granted, I did not, I'm like, Oh, this is going to turn into a bigger thing. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, I thought they were going to hire him as help. And this is going to skip really forward with the whole hired help. They get the ship that was in the flashback that you he, he's got himself somewhat of a little army. They have their table meeting with the uh, the three, which was right. interesting. It was very interesting. And we know that there's going to be some type of war. And I, when they originally said, oh, I know how to get hired help. I'm like, all right, well, they're just going to get Grisanton or whatever. And then the music played. And I'm like, oh, no, we're, we're oh, upgrading. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're getting that, a little bit more. Yeah, that so, was that was a fantastic moment. When you I hear so. the Mandalorian theme playing, I was like, "All right, good deal. They're gonna, they're gonna get the gang back together." <laughs> yeah. Something. So you know. the, so so online, I read a couple articles, and and they're thinking that they're gonna bring in you know the actual Mandalorian Mando. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking the opposite though. I think he's gonna they're gonna get the crew, you know, or or really at the end of the day, they're um all the Mandalorians that were somewhat massacred, you know, um. Or they left, you know, we found a lot of their armor, so they must be dead or hiding, or what do you, what do you take of it? I thought he would take, they would be getting everybody that was underground, not these other tribes. So I don't know what they mean by getting hired help. I thought they were going to get like a, a, a team. And I was like, all right, who survived when they, you know, the, I guess the, the bad guys, so to speak. And I don't remember who it was. I think it was the uh, Imperial guys went down and just wiped out the Mandalorians underground. Do you recall? So you're talking the end of season one of The Mandalorian. Was that it? He, yeah. Where they all lived under, under you know, sort of yes. in hiding underground. Yeah. And he finds, and the only person that's left is the armor. You're talking about that group. Yeah. Right? I mean, do you think yeah. they're all dead? I mean, there's a lot of armor there, and those folks do not like to part with their armor. Like, I think, yeah. the, I think the Empire went in there in force and, you know, kind of wrecked their joint. I guess here's the thing. If we're, if we're going into wild conjecture mode... Of the Mandalorians that we've seen in the Mandalorian, you've got, you know, the main dude who has just turned over Grogu and kind of doesn't necessarily have anything. I to mean, do. I'm not saying he doesn't have a purpose. We as viewers don't necessarily know what is next for him. Other than that, he's got the dark saber and what's he's got the dark saber. Yes. You've got the, other, you know, the other Mandalorians that were helping him. Yeah, she's got a serious heart on to get the dark saber and a whole quest to unite the Mandalorians. Like, I don't know how immediately available for hire those folks are, but I could be wrong. Who who knows? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if Mandalore is screwed and they just want to reunite their people and they decide, you know, we can reunite our people on Tatooine just as good as anywhere else. Like, maybe that works out for everybody. And and or the last one would be if some of those people survived or there were other hideout camps, which there very well could be, you know, either way, they're they're summoning something with Mandalorian. There is a Mandalorian going to show up because that music just doesn't play for for nothing. Oh, and they're not going to queue us up. The man baby scale is going to go off the roof and I may just join them. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) essentially they can get away with as little as one Mandalorian. If right. it's Mando, right? Uh, in my opinion, or right. as many Mandalorians as a bunch of no-name Mandalorians from a different aspect, those are also, right. you know, per- 
personally because I grown to love the Tuscans uh, through this this series. I want to see some Tuscan guards. I want to see Tuscans beat the crap out of, uh, you know, whatever is, is coming their way um, from right. the huts and, and the mayor the and pikes all that. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, especially if it's the pikes. I think that is where the glory moment comes in, uh, Ooh, where, yeah. where, because you don't call the tribes of Tatooine and we see one tribe. Just, right. I mean, and we don't see, you know, to me, that is where I think, it's the, you know, Lord of the Rings, the final battle scene where everybody comes together and the hawks yeah. come flying in and taking out the orcs. You know, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I see <laughs> and want. But I would love, you know, Mandalorian is going to make it very interesting for the next episode or the next couple. I mean, we only have a few more, you know. Oh, yeah. We're on four of what? Seven, I think. So, yeah, uh, yeah. which is which, you know, there's just not enough damn Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um. Yeah, you know, and, and overall, there was a lot being done and said in this episode um, that I thought were, were, you know, interesting, you know, little points. I loved kind of seeing more of Jabba's palace because I think that's yeah. been a question that I've yeah. had for a long yeah. time. You know, we saw the kitchen. We saw a, you know, we saw some, <laughs> we got to see the droid, the, the asshole droid that, you know, gave lip to R2-D2, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty much nuts and bolts now, so we know his end of life well he uh, i mean and he went from being like the supervisor of the dro- whole droid area yeah to being kitchen help which is which is fun it's like bib, yeah, who's, bib who's, must who's not have cared right for him and uh he must have got lippy with bib at some point in time too yeah um but it was fun you know what, what i thought of when they were scoping out and looking to get the ship and i saw the guards walking by and i'm saying that is a hundred percent for me that is 1990 eric playing with all of Todd's old toys, because we had one <laughs> or two of each of those guards. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Every single the the week a, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. And we the week had way. The, yeah. Week way. Yeah. The Gam- Gamorrean. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And there was another. I don't know if we. Yeah, we had a we had the dog faced one. The um. Oh, the Platoinian. Yes, right? we had those, yes. and and those are just all walking around, and I'm like, yeah, this is an adventure that would happen. These guys would all yeah. be guarding Jabba's stuff, and that's I was just like, this is, this is entirely like the meme that's been floating around for the last couple of years, of, uh, John Favreau or 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 in this case Rodriguez. There's a meme going around where it's just kids playing with their 1970s Star Wars. It's an ad of Star Wars, and it's just all the characters playing each other on the table and two kids playing with them, and it's oh, like yeah. an advertisement, and it's just like this is how the Mandalorian. Or this is how Book of Boba Fett is made, and that's 100% true. It's like, why wouldn't okay. you? Yeah. You know? So it's it's quality stuff. It's you know, there's not, nothing wrong with any of it. Like, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's I'm just you know, it's the mashing of of the characters that we always wanted to see, talk to each other, see each other. But oh, you yeah. know, what other point, plot points, or or issues, or things that you would like to discuss in this episode? Um, this episode was all over the place, but so was that one. I guess since we were talking about the kitchen piece. We get to see the little rat catcher droid, which which premieres. Is that what in, that is? In, okay. In, well, yeah, they said we're calling the rat catcher, and he showed up with some sort of net-looking thing. So I, okay. you know, that's that's the rat catcher, and I'd seen that droid before. Not in live. This is the first time in live action, I think, because I think he's okay. shown up in like the Clone Wars cartoons and stuff. All right. Um, I enjoyed that sequence just because it's yeah, Boba Fett's a badass, but if you got some little spry thing who's who's climbing under things, whatever, like it's gonna be. It's not going to go super smooth, especially if you're not just blasting the hell out of everybody and disintegrating folk. I thought that was good. 
I thought it was weird when he finally had the thing by the throat and was hanging it up. He's at like asking this random droid, "Do you know who I am? I am yeah. Boba Fett." And it's like, what? It, how is this droid? What? Huh? But you know, and That's the droid's like, move. and it's the droid's just move. well, it was, and the droid's just like, yeah, I'm not playing this game. I'm shutting myself off. Yeah. Well, I was like, I didn't know if he terminated himself, and I was like, yeah, I don't think he killed himself. I think that's yeah, a little, I think he just little. I think he he's just like yeah. Down. He's like, uh, yeah, that was a that was a you know, but I think Fennec kind of gave him a look or said, said are you oh done? yeah, she's like, which you, is kind of you... like, all right, <laughs> yeah. you know, tone your, yourself down just because you're a badass at one point in time. Like right now, you're wearing a goddamn robe, and you know, uh, so maybe it was a little humbling. Maybe you know, maybe well, Boba Fett needed that moment. Maybe that droid really could have helped his self-esteem if he was like, yes, I do know who you are. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, that's one of the knows? things I love about the dynamic between Boba and Fennec is, oh, yeah. you know, they're both a couple of serious badasses. But you, you, you traditionally think of Boba Fett as being the baddest of the asses. And Fennec's just like, listen, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, she just kind of puts him in his place every now and again. And, oh, and I kind of like that. That's, yeah. That's yeah. pretty quality. Well, it's a good dynamic. I think this is where, and you know, I question myself on this. Is uh, you know, obviously, I know I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan, and I venture to feel like if you put out anything, I'm going to enjoy it because I'm a fan, and right. I'm not reading too much into it. So I'm wondering. So I've saw some stuff online, and I don't know if you've seen any of this, where they're thinking the the book of Boba Fett is not up to the same standard, you know, or it's not as entertaining or what. And and yeah, exactly. And I'm like, am uh. I just Am I, like I look forward to Wednesdays more than ever, just as much as I would for the Mandalorian, you know, more so than a lot of the Marvel ones. Like I yeah. look forward to Wednesdays. So to me, it's like I absolutely love this show. I think oh, it's yeah. doing a good job telling a story, and I don't have a problem with the way they're killing my childhood with Boba Fett actually having lines. Like, did you expect right. him to only show up for seven minutes in the series? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> do you expect him just yeah. to nod? You know, I got, I don't understand it. Like, of course he's going to have depth. He was a human. Well, he's a human being or, or clone or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, of course there's going right. to be something. So I don't well, know, you know, I don't know if I just have this rose colored glasses that I like everything star Wars, or if I'd be way more critiquing if it was uh, a different show, you know, if it was a Lord of the Rings show spinoff, would I watch it with the same enthusiasm or would I think it's as good? I don't know. I mean, you can try and compartmentalize and, and, and uh, you know, be objective. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's real hard to, to do that. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like there are other benchmarks you, you can use to sort of try to abstract that. You know, for example, like, yes, we both love Star Wars. And there's a real good chance if you put out Star Wars, we're going to watch it. We're probably going to enjoy it. That also happens on a sliding scale. Like, I love the original trilogy. The prequels? They're, they're good. Like, over time, I've come to appreciate them more than I may have at other points in my life. Sure. But, you know, I still like the original trilogy better. You know, the sequel trilogy is okay, but I'm also cognizant enough to say it's got its problems. It's not as great. I can look and say, yeah, the Clone Wars animated cartoon, <laughs> I've watched it. I've watched it twice. If I never watch it again, I'm fine because it's kind of hot garbage. In my yeah. opinion, like sure. the the Clone Wars cartoon series got better over time, but it's probably still not something I'm super like I can I know that I love me some Star Wars, but I also yeah. know that I don't just automatically love all Star Wars blindly and with equal value. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I, I think can look at the book of Boba Fett and go, This is good stuff. Do I like yeah. this more or less than I did 
say, the first season of The Mandalorian. Probably on par. Like, I think at the time I liked the man, the first Mandalorian better because it was the first episodic live-action Star Wars we ever saw. But in retrospect, I think I like the book of Boba Fett just as much. Yeah, you know? uh, well, I'm at the same. And, and this is tough for us, too, because we're also watching it, excited about where it goes, you know, and what we've seen so far. And Right. I mean, if if the final episode is Boba Fett wakes up from a fever dream and he's still inside the belly of the Scarlack, yeah, that's going to ruin this this series for me. Uh, but I don't, don't see that happening. Yeah. You know, no. if they pull some sort of lost scenario on us, that's going to be a, that's going to be an issue. But I don't I don't see that as being the case. I've got yeah. good faith based they're on previous work that, right? and what they've done so far. <laughs> they that they they're, do they're know do it that right. yeah. if we're flipping out about the name of a ship. We will not, you know, <laughs> the the fandom cannot handle any of that bullshit, you know. No. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Well, it was just weird to me. It's just like, you know, somebody's got to finally admit Boba Fett is not living up. And I'm like, really? Do we? Do I we guess finally? I haven't seen what? any of those. Okay, Which so we're we, we must like lurk said, in different corners of the fandom or something because I know. haven't seen anybody complain. Because again, if that's your complaint, you, my friend, have just earned a whole bunch of man baby points. Because <laughs> I think it's good that. Boba Fett is not just a stone cold robotic killer. Like I like that he has some emotions and has thoughts and feelings and motivations beyond I'm going to kill this guy and get a paycheck. Like I, that's one of the things I enjoy about this. That's what I'm looking well, forward to in the book of Boba Fett is actually fleshing him out as a character. I mean, to do that, you do have to wipe like his whole draw for, for decades was we don't know anything about him except that he's a badass. He doesn't talk. We know nothing, you know, and that was the mystique around him. Like, yeah, you got to shatter that mystique if you're going to humanize him. But I think there's something to be. I'd rather have that depth of character than just, yep, badass bounty hunter. End of story. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, so I agree, and I was had no issues with it whatsoever, and I kind of expected that to happen. I mean, be, to be quite honest, we did see him in the Mandalorian, so a lot of that mystique was kind of taken away. Like, yes, he was yeah. badass and. And this and that, but like now we understand and we watched him progress. Like you even hear in this episode of like why he doesn't want to do bounty hunting anymore. Like yes, yeah. it makes sense. He, oh, you yeah. know, he, he, I, he's been with this group for more than four years or what have you, and it showed that you can win on, you know, you can win as a group and created a bond where this guy has been isolated his entire life, right? Yeah. yeah. Like is it like he was the only. I mean, I guess he probably did not play with many of the other clones. He might have. I don't know in different aspects. But, you know, all the footage that you see is him in his room, you know, and and at that point in time, Django Fett's ship driving away. <laughs> like, right. that's what they show. Right. So and then he became a, a, a bounty hunter because that's what he knew. And just from the first time he killed the crazy, you know, sixth arm beast or whatever and got the nod i think that was the approval that he might have been searching for you know as yeah. a group and and now he's doing the same who knows i appreciate it i enjoyed yeah. it yeah, i, yeah. I know that 50 percent of all the stuff i like are all creature based so <laughs> so what know, do you think of the scarlack you have to see the scarlack again eric how, how do you feel about that Oh, I mean, I, you know, it was it was pretty much what uh, we kind of, you know, the special edition draft drafted up. Right. You right. know, 
Uh, so it was um, – I didn't realize that's where they went at first. I thought they went back to the jo- the uh, sand people scene uh, where things were blown up and he was looking for stuff. And then, you know, because I saw the – I didn't see the barge. I thought it was from the destruction. You thought it was his other wreckage. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's smart that he would go back for his armor thinking he lost it in there because that guy was knocked out cold, you know? Well, um, that's the thing. Like, I saw some chatter where people were like, well, why did he think it's in there? He had it when he came out and the jaw was took it, whatever. I'm like, yeah, dude came out of the Scarlack. He was not in his right mind. As far as we know, he was out of it and just woke up and, oh, I'm not in my armor and I'm in the hands of these Tuscans. Yeah. Like, like it makes it makes a certain kind of sense that that's the last place that he knew he had it. Let's give that a shot. So let you me know. ask you this. So the back so the back to tank has fully healed him, says droid. Wonder yeah. if we're still going to get any flashbacks. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to see his actual bedroom and he'll take naps. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that I thought would... had occurred to me. Well, and I guess the other thing is, is from a flashback perspective, like I said, it caught up to where we were in the Mandalorian. Yeah. He's, so that's he, what he I found wondering. Fennec. He's got his ship and some of the little flashbacks even even showed him that sneaky sequence at the end of the Mandalorian where he kills Bib and sits on the throne. Like maybe yeah. we won't. Maybe well, the, the loose threads from the flashbacks are going to get resolved in real time because he's, yeah. you know. He took out the Kenton Striders, the the Nyctos speeder bike group. Sure. That they call, yeah. they called oh, which, by was name. Awesome. And, which was awesome. Which was awesome. Was so awesome. That was like so for the ones that says he's not a cold hearted killer, like he straight oh. up went up there and murdered twelve, <laughs> eighteen bikers with oh, yeah. with you know reckless abandon and and Fennec was just like all about it. She she oh, is yeah. even more ruthless. That's the oh, ruthless yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he called him Kenton Striders, and I'm like, that name sounds familiar. And I looked it up, and a Kenton Strider is a is a creature. Uh, it's one of the creatures that's depicted on the Dejeric hollow chess boards. You know, okay. the, the little yeah. like one of one of the big yeah. beasties that picks up the other one and throws it thing. Uh-huh. That's a Kenton Strider. It's a it's a creature that's native to the the Nikto homeworld. So all uh-huh. those Nikto made their made their little biker gang. And named it after that, which okay. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, that's like cool. he re- he resolved that piece in the flashbacks. He was dealing with the pikes and the whole spicing thing, which he's now dealing with in the present. The current, like yeah, maybe we don't get any more flashbacks because all of that's going to get resolved in present day. I, uh-huh. I well, which is fine because you have episodes, and at this point in time, you know, I think the like you said, we're now the current. We have lots of fish to fry, uh, you know, all the stories there. We now know who he is. I think they did a good job explaining oh, yeah. his character, his development, why his rationale is with all this stuff. And uh, now we get to get to the war, which yeah. I'm excited for. And just want to let you know that, yes, uh, Boba Fett has a huge heart for animals. He is oh, yes. all about the animals. So Him and the I band not, got along quite well. Like, I am not knew? surprised. Well, I think it comes down to a kid that did not have any relationship with it, or anything. anything, right? Yeah. You know, so, no, he, I so think you're probably right. So, I mean, from a human perspective, that makes sense. Now you have a companion, you know, he had this Bantha while he was alone again, you know, and when the Rancor was like, when they were talking mean to him and the Rancor understood that and had the claws come up, they were like all <laughs> shushed. And I'm very excited to see if we get to, uh, they're not going to unleash the Rancor at some point in time, and it's going to be epic, in just my opinion. I think it's just going to be a freaking epic, awesome moment. So well, that's what I'm looking I, forward I, to. I, I kind of hope that they do, and I kind of hope that when they do, our boy Boba is saddled up 
riding oh, along. Ab- like that would just, that would be pretty awesome. I, I, that, I gotta say, you know, so the moments that I'm pretty much looking forward to, and I don't know if it's going to happen and I'm not going to be a man, baby. If it doesn't happen, these are, <laughs> these are, these are, these are visuals that I'm looking forward to that could possibly happen to make me kind of stand up and cheer. Like when a Trandoshan loses their arm. Right. Right. Um, right. It is, it is the Tuscan Raiders coming to like save the day. Kind of like how the Mandalorians did in like season one when you know, I Mando see, was. I want to see Tuscan Raiders in Mando armor. Like obviously get, the helmets aren't the gonna fuck work, but their but their faces <laughs> are. Would that not be badass though? You see a bunch of Tuscan Raiders coming in with uh, their gaffy sticks, and they've got you know Beskar. They're kicking the Beskar. Uh, Come on. You know, I, I well we can see a cool hybrid. I, I would I'd be good with some of that. Um, we'll have to see how the helmets and shit would work, but yeah, uh, a Tuscan Raider with a goddamn jetpack would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. So, and then the other moment would be whatever big issue we're having. And then here comes Boba Fett on the back of the Rancor, uh, in, in the, in the Dune Sea or whatever. Oh my goodness. Like we can see some great stuff. So this, uh, this will be very interesting. Every episode is leading to more and more drama. And I feel like the backstory is now kind of complete. So now it's this, uh, strap onto your Rancor, hold on tight and let's see what we get. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Definitely looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Eric. This has been a, another glorious chat, hashing through some of this fun fun stuff with you. Thank you again for enduring my uh, little rant up front. Oh, I love it. But, no uh, problem. Thank you, listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll catch you all next week uh, in the next Spoiling Star Wars. And until then, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Mm-hmm.